Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. And remember, if you want to listen live, download the iHeartRadio app, download the TuneIn app, and just search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network, and you can listen to this program live. Also, if you want to watch the video of this podcast, check us out on YouTube, on Twitch, or on Periscope, and type in, you guessed it, Fantasy Sports Network. You'll find us there. Enjoy the show, and thanks for listening. You're listening to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. You worked all week. Work, 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 work. You didn't have time to look at your fantasy lineups. Son of a But don't be afraid. That's why we give you Weekend Fantasy Update. Woohoo! Way to kick it off. Way to kick off an hour by talking about Cincinnati Bengals. Bottom three team in football, right? That's where we're looking. Dolphins, Bengals, G-Men. I don't know if G-Men be bottom three, but uh, they'll certainly be bottom five, bottom eight. Like I said, the Bengals, in my mind, as soon as they didn't take a quarterback in last year's draft or this April, last April's draft, they were saying that they're tanking this year because they take a quarterback next year. You know, when they passed on Haskins at 11, maybe they wanted Daniel Jones and the Giants screwed him by taking him at six. I doubt it, but maybe. Yeah, they certainly weren't going to get Kyle Murray. So as soon as they passed up on the quarterback at 11, they were saying, ah, screw it, we'll tank this year, we'll get a quarterback next year and a stronger quarterback draft. All right, George, uh, I, I'm making a pick for my team here. Um, it is really it, – where's my team? There we go. Right now we have Todd Gurley. We start, by the way. It's going to be QB uh, – couple of RBs, three wideouts, a tight end, a couple of flexes, whatever. Kicker defense. The what round you in here, Mike? Come on. Spin it we out. are in the 10th pick of the 7th round. Right now we have Gurley, James White, Tevin Coleman. Uh, we have Michael Thomas, Julian Edel, and Zach Ertz. So, uh, nice. I, I think this is a best player available scenario right now and I, I don't have to take a QB even though guys like Matty Ice and Drew Brees are on the board uh, I'm trying to look for players here this is not an easy site to navigate for positions but I am doing it on my phone so here's who's available by their rankings Marvin Jones, Will Fuller, Cortland Sutton, Sterling Shepard, Golden Tate Curtis Samuel, D.D. Westbrook, Larry Fitzgerald Anthony Miller Kiki Kuti, Geronimo Allison, Deshaun Jackson, Michael Gallup, Funches, Robert Foster, John Brown, Kenny Stills. I just ripped off a whole bunch of guys. Emmanuel San- Manny Sanders is in there. James Washington is in there. Um, of all the names I mentioned as I continue to scroll down, I think I want Sterling Shepard. I've got to tell you, no one really stood out there. Uh, it's a as lot I'm of the same dudes. This guy. All right, well, let's right. Then let's look at running backs. Let's look at running backs then. If I can strengthen the team that way, I'll do that. Royce Freeman, Jarek McKinnon, Ronald Jones. We already have Tevin Coleman, so I don't want to go. I, I can't go both Niners. Uh, Ronald Jones, Miles Sanders. We already talked a lot about Philly in that committee. Austin Eckler. Ito Smith is interesting. Matt Breida. Naeem Hines, Deion Lewis. We already have James. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm thinking Pats got jammed up there. Deion Lewis, Carlos Hyde, Adrian Peterson, Deontay Foreman, Peyton Barber, Kareem Hunt, Duke Johnson, the aforementioned Duke Johnson. 
Uh, keep going. Mike Davis from Chicago. No, Chris Thompson. I, I think he gets stopped. Yeah. yeah of all uh, those guys. Yeah, Drip. Uh, offhand, if I'm just uh, hearing the players that are left, it sounds like your draft has gone uh, pretty strong. Drip, but no one's uh, slipping through cracks here. Uh, I don't think I'm going the running back direction. I probably would take one of the wide receivers. If not, this could be because your draft has gone really the way it should go, where people aren't slipping through the cracks. I might consider a quarterback here. Uh, it wouldn't be Drew Brees, but uh, I might because once again. You're going BPA, and the BPA just might be the quarterback. There's no one else that's sticking out to you. Plus, you go again, I'm assuming, in 11, 12, five picks. Yes. So, like, uh, theoretically, your choice for the wide receiver will be limited down. It'll be, you know, whittled down anyway. And then you go with the best guy from there. I might just take Matty Icy, who I do as a top five quarterback this year. And I, I, uh, I'm not saying I definitely note, would, but I might. An important note is that we did go tight end early. Uh, Zach Ertz got to us really late in the third round. So, I went with Zach Ertz. Um, in this draft. So if for those saying, well, what's available at tight end, Ebron, Cook, Ninjoku, Vance McDonald, Trey Burton, I don't think any of those guys puts me over the top uh, as far as the quality of the team. Um, this is interesting. We tell you to wait on QB. Man, of all the guys that I mentioned, the guy that I would take if it's not a quarterback is Sterling Shepard. I don't think any of these running backs do anything for me. And I think either Edo Smith or Sterling Shepard could be available on the swing. I think one or both could be available. So maybe I go QB here. Tony's going to kill me for this because it's Matt Ryan. And obviously I have this tie-in with Matt Ryan, but um, is that what you would do? Matty Ice? George? Um, I'm, I'm thinking I wrote, I wrote down a whole bunch of your players' names here, and the problem is nobody Russ just. Wilson, I don't like taking Cam a quarterback Newton, this Drew early. Breeze still available. Yeah, I, it wouldn't be Breeze. I think I think Breeze is no. declining here. Uh, we saw that last year, second half. He couldn't really do uh, all that much here. As the quarterbacks you've named, I would probably I would have to give cons- serious consideration to Matt Ryan. Uh, I don't like taking a quarterback early. I don't, and this is early okay. for me, round seven. I'd be uh, two rounds later, I'd be much happier with it. I don't think Ryan will be there two rounds later. Uh, and obviously, if Ryan's still available, what does that mean only four or five quarterbacks have been taken period in this draft? So far, yeah, so a lot of people a are hard, Yeah, yeah, it is. Yeah, it's a, it's a, pro, it's a experts draft. Right, so a lot of people are waiting Guys, on a quarterback there. Bob Long from Fantasy Football Consistency, Fantasy Football 40, um, Purple Rain, Fantasy Football Champs, uh, that's Jim Day's team, so... A lot of different, you know, a lot of guys in here. I think Andy Singleton is in this draft. It's it's uh, it's a tough call. It is, but I think in the end, from what you've named and the fact that you go with five picks from later, and you mentioned Edo Smith, by the way. If if you're if you're a Devonta Freeman owner, you better grab Smith. Uh, I, I'm I'm probably thinking the same as you. You know, not but then in your league, uh, Tony goes picks next anyway. He may not want either one of those guys. So he may not be able to get uh, your pick anyway. But from your thinking, I kind of like it. I think because of all the players you mentioned, no, there's Tony no, there's no out me. one player. Yeah, but you, did you say he goes next? He, he's going to make your next no, pick No, I'm saying league? he's uh, – no, we're just going back and forth. He and I own the team together. Right, so he's I'm going to make your good. eighth pick. Oh, so he, right, may not, right, right. he may not take Edo Smith or Shepard. He may want somebody else. He may not get that guy anyway. But from your yeah. thinking, I think uh, I, I'd hate to do it. And Lord knows I'm, I'm not, I didn't truly pay attention to your team here. But no, nobody stood out. 
there's that one guy that went, oh, got to grab him. Not one. And you named about 20 players. So that's why I'm thinking maybe I'll just take the next best quarterback and make sure I lock that up. Let's do it. Doing it right now. How do you make this pick? How do you do it, folks? How do I do this? There we go. Uh, make this is why I never draft on right. a phone. Always draft on a yeah, laptop. It's, it's hard. I, I, I'm not Always afraid I'm going to make the wrong player. I don't, I'm not logged in on the laptop that I'm doing the show from, so I can't uh, I, I can't remember the password. So I don't want to get into that whole thing. So, okay, Bengals, let's just talk about how terrible they are and how they're not going to add any to your fantasy team. So I, I don't think we even really need to get – well, I mean, we could talk about Andy Dalton just in, in terms of uh, two QB leagues. But right now, Dalton going 29th. So I'd say it's safe to say that in Superflex and – two QB leagues, Dalton not even being drafted right now. I think there's an opportunity for him to put up some numbers because the team will be bad. George has them, you know, winning a couple of games. Uh, I don't have them winning much, but they do, they do have, to their credit, George, two good wide receivers and a good running back. I think there's a lot of fantasy football experts that like Mixon a lot. So could that lead Dalton to just have scoring opportunities because the team's trailing a whole bunch, almost like a Bortles-esque type fantasy season? Do you see any opportunity like that? No. I mean, uh, you're, they're going to be traded. He's going to have to throw it uh, left and right. But he's still a bottom wide receiver quarterback, too. Uh, bottom-ranked quarterback, too. You know, that's where he is. You're not going to move him up to a quarterback one, no way in hell. You know, and even if he – there's always a chance he finishes that, but you don't need to draft him like that anyway. No one wants Dalton, so you can wait forever to take him, and that's the, that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to be in no rush to grab him. I mean, none. You know, if, if I get him, uh, if he ends up being my quarterback too. Audra, I made a mistake, Mike, because <laughs> I'm not planning on uh, drafting Dalton at all. But it means quarterbacks went much quicker than I thought. Even those types of leagues, or I was at the wrong end of a run, whatever it might be. So I'm not planning on getting him though. But uh, I said if it does end up, yeah, you live with it and you go from there. Okay. Joe Mixon, the ninth running back off the board. I mean, just, I want to click over to PPR scoring because what more of you are doing than the rest. <sighs> Mixon at the nine running back position. Le'Veon Bell, James Conner right in front of him. Todd Gurley, Dalvin Cook right behind him. Now, a month ago, I was I just thought Mixon was a little low. He's crept up. Uh, to uh, obvious RB1 territory and in the nine slot. I think some people would probably take him in front of Connor or maybe even Bell because the thought process is the way this team is built, they can just give him the ball 300 times, slow it down, and stay in these games. I don't know if you have, that's your thought process. Zach Taylor? Coming over from the Rams system, does he run a lot of 11 personnel and put Mixon and running backs in good situations to pick up yards? I think there's something to that as well. Spreading, We've seen statistically that the, the best opportunity for running backs is a good play caller, George. Just putting them in space, opening up holes for them by play calling and personnel, and, and maybe Mixon has that advantage to this season. So Mixon's a good running back. He's just on a bad team. And, uh, obviously, if we're concerned about, you know, that Dalton's going to throw the ball more, I mean, he's going to run the ball less because they're going to be trailing in the second half and have no choice. Now, you're right. Uh, PPR is to get in the ball in space, get in the ball there, you know, in the flip outs into the flat. That'll obviously help. 
And that's something we're going to uh, we're going to want to see happen because if not, it could be a problem, Mike. I mean, it could be a problem. They have to throw the ball left, throw the ball right, and he's not involved as much. You know, then you're going to be pray for those. Uh, you know, that AJ Green goes out at the one yard line, so you get those cheap touchdowns. Oh, and that uh, Mixon could have a uh, a trying year, especially when they lost their uh, top offensive lineman. That's right. So uh, already dealing with injuries on the offensive line, Jonah Williams. I believe he's on the shelf for the year. Is that right, George? I believe so, right? Yeah. Uh, I'm trying to look up the exact injury now. The uh, He's gone, and that's uh, it hurts their depth. You know, it hurts offensive line. Not that he, I don't know if he was their best offensive line, but he was someone they were expecting to be up there, and now he's done. And it's always a concern there, because do you have a replacement? Probably not. It's their first-round draft Not someone pick, who's going to be know, anywhere just... near as good. First-round draft pick. There's a reason you took him. Shoulder surgery. That's what he uh, went. Torn labrum. Uh, is expected to miss the entire That's season. Right. 11th overall pick here. So uh, certainly not a good thing. So here's here's an article from uh, SB Nation, the Cincy Jungle. So the headline is, what the hell can the Bengals do at offensive tackle now? <laughs> and it said, with Jonah Williams' injury, the left tackle situation just got tragic. So the Bengals are about to run it back with Cordy Glenn and Bobby Hart at left and right tackle. They have no choice because they gave themselves no choice. They're committed to making Hart a starter while calling him a backup is a generous statement. There was plans to move Glenn inside at left guard, and they can't possibly go through with that now. So Jonah Williams was really a plan. The one thing I did appreciate is that the Bengals' offensive line was absolutely tragic a couple of years ago. They did spend picks to try to fix this, but now this pick is going to be a zero for this year. They drafted Billy Price in the first round last year. He dealt with some injuries, and here they are. Um, So I think their offensive line is back to below average. So if I were doing my rankings off the top of my head without doing my research, which I haven't done yet this year, they're probably 20th or so. So does that hurt mixing again you know the jonah williams things was re- thing was really going to help them to upgrade it but now not so much so i just think you'll see enough volume to make him valuable but is it volume like david johnson saw last year i don't think it's going to be that bad i think mixon's going to have a good season just maybe uh the jonah williams injury and everybody else jumping on the bandwagon cools that off a little bit for me, but I, I wouldn't mind owning him. And certainly, I'd feel more more confident about him getting more touches than, say, Todd Gurley, who's going right behind him in drafts, George. Yeah. Uh, it, it's tough at that, at that point with drafts. We all know they're going to be guys right around the same level. Uh, Gurley, like I said, he's a polarizer because what's going to happen? Connor, when they said, oh, so he's not going to get all the carries there, oh, blah, blah, blah. Don't know if I believe that, but still it uh, worries you a little bit. Fournette is a problem. Right, because uh, he's a problem attitude-wise. We don't know what's going to go on Jacksonville. They drafted a running back there. We'll see. Chubb people are worried about because of uh, uh, Hunt later on. Freeman gets hurt every year. I mean, if you draft Freeman, you almost have to grab Beto Smith. It's, it, you're sort of forced to be a problem if you don't. Then I think we're into the next tier after that anyway. But uh, listen, you want Barkley, Elliott, McCaffrey, Kamara, Bell, Gordon, David Johnson. I think after that, it becomes a little uh, like it does every year. Running backs, then we have some warts. A.J. Green, would you still consider him a top five wide receiver in the NFL? No, not fantasy, no, just the NFL. Hopkins, Julio Jones, Devontae Adams, Michael Thomas. You know, what do we think about Brown? Antonio. He's, he hasn't uh, done anything to team. not be in the top five. 
Antonio. He's changed teams, in but new, talent-wise. New, yeah, that, that, that changes things. Uh, you know, Carr isn't Ben Roethlisberger. Whatever you might think of Ben Roethlisberger, Lord knows I don't like him, but uh, he's still a damn good quarterback. Carr is not that. Uh, Beckham has to be in this conversation. He's close. He's certainly top 10. I don't know if I'd put him top five. And just a couple of years ago, it was like a lock that he was in there. So he's the 14th wide receiver off the board right now. And let me just look up Tyler Boyd while we're doing this. He's the 27th. Well, he's right behind Jarvis Landry. We talked about that before. A.J. Green is right behind Amari Cooper and Stephon Diggs, right in front of Brandon Cooks and Julian Edelman. I would take Green ahead of Diggs, only because Thielen's there as well. Uh, uh, Cooper? Boyd had a very quiet year last year. He had a quietly productive year last year, did Tyler Boyd. I would take Green ahead of Cooper as well because I don't think Dallas is going to throw the ball immensely. But that's about as far as I can move him up. You know, so what did you say, 15? So was it the 13? 14. So, 14, he's, yeah. a, so he's, a, he's a top wide receiver too. Tyler Boyd had 76 catches for 1,028 yards and seven touchdowns last year. A.J. Green obviously dealt with that toe injury, tried to come back and, and ran like one route and it was on the shelf. So he only played nine And is that games. why Boyd got the uptake, though? Because Boyd was getting all those of targets course. when Green was out. Of course, yeah. It changed dramatically. But then again, they got uh, to throw the ball more this year because they suck. It's an interesting team from a fantasy, fantasy-wise to try to evaluate. I, I, think, I think I'll take my cracks with Mixon of this whole group. A.J. Green was sliding in drafts last year, and you got some good A.J. Green early before he got hurt. He was playing really well before he got hurt. He was great. Uh, yeah. He, um, as far as tight ends are concerned there, we talked about Tyler Eifert. He's not even on the map. So that's it for the Bengals. Come back and talk Steelers after this. From the NFL to the NBA, DailyRoto.com is the place to win millions in daily fantasy. You can get the best DFS NFL coverage all season long for a price of $129.99 or dominate the entire daily fantasy sports realm with the Elite Package at $59.99 per month. If you use the promo code FNTSY, you get 10% off your DailyRoto Package. Go to DailyRoto.com, pick your NFL or Elite Package, enter promo code FNTSY, and you'll be on your way to becoming the next Daily Roto Millionaire. Sounds on a Saturday morning. Thanks for joining us on the Weekend Fantasy Update. You can listen to us on iHeartRadio, TuneIn Radio. Just bringing you back with some soft tunes, relaxing, talking football. <laughs> um, talking football today with George Kurtz here. Find him on Twitter at George Kurtz. So, uh, George, you were asking me during the break who uh, you know who I'm in the uh, who I'm in my league with in the Scott Fishbowl Division. Uh, I have to see. Here it is. Um, First of all, what, what are these divisions named after? I think it's a video game. I have game no game. idea. It's a oh, video okay. game. I, mean, I am Bones I Jackson. Games, so what the hell is that? Who? Bones what is Jackson. Sean, Bones do you know what that is? Jackson. Producer Sean Engel, do you know what Bones Jackson is uh, for video games? 
All right. I mean, in, in, in my, I guess in my, I, I got little like Mac, a big robot with a Pablo gun. Sanchez, Glass Joe, Soda Papinski. Yeah, Glass. I don't Joe know any of this. Mike Tyson's Punch Out. Found Mike it. Tyson's Punch Out video game. It's Glass actually Joe. from uh, Mutant League character. Football and Mutant League Hockey. Yeah, uh, I don't know what Profit is. P R O P H E T. Profit Division. Uh, it looks like some sort of uh, shoot 'em up game so i i, I don't know i, I, oh, I sound okay, so it's video games all right whatever yeah so when I, when i talk about video games now and i play them a lot when i was younger i decided that uh after college i was quitting cold turkey so i just thought it was going to be a time suck for me that wasn't productive and uh you know if i played video games maybe i wouldn't be on the radio for example that's just sort of how i thought of it mentally so when i talk about video games now i sound like i'm a million years old because i don't know any of this stuff the glass joe thing is a reference from my childhood the um you know, I played Sega hockey and Sega Genesis, and then by the time I quit video games, like, I never even played Xbox or Nintendo Switch or any of this kind of stuff. I, I've seen Wii, uh, but that's probably not even a thing anymore. I've seen Minecraft, but I, I don't know any of this stuff. So profit means nothing to me. I know what Call of Duty is. That's probably about it. Anyway, in my division, uh, before we go over to the Steelers, uh, Thor Nystrom, he's from Roto World. Uh, Dan Thury from Beer Fueled Fantasy Football. Justin Lanero from Football Diehards, I know that. Uh, Dynasty League Football, Doug Green, me. Uh, Fantasy Football 24-7, Willie Lovato. TurnOnTheJets.com, Jeff L.J. Lloyd. Climb the Pocket, that's Ryan McGinley. A franchise 45, who obviously is going to win the whole thing. Uh, the Fantasy Freaks, Larry Monkey and... A couple of fans, Dave Fiorella and uh, Andrew Estridge. So shout out to you guys, and I uh, look forward to competing. I had a good year last year, went ten and two. See how it goes, and uh, that's it. You have your division. Very up? nice. I do. Uh, I'm in the Bones Jackson division. Uh, uh, what do I got? The first over pick is uh, fan Jason Long. Then I got uh, Kevin Hansen from Eat, Drink, and Sleep Football. Brian Malone from a Dynasty Command Center. Another fan, Joe uh, Josh Aglio. From Roto Bowl, Justin Carter. Uh, two franchises haven't been claimed yet, uh, so I guess two new ones we'll have to see eventually. Kane Fossil from DFF. Uh, Kevin Steele, Fancy Authority. From Roto World, Rich Rybar. And another fan, Chris Smith. So uh, that's my division. I have the 11th pick in the first round. Listen, I don't really, Hourly. I really don't, don't Oh, care. you have the 11th pick? I the 11th pick. No, I really don't care. It doesn't, you know, in these drafts, it's uh, whatever you get, you get. And uh, but I mentioned earlier, in this one, it'll give me an idea of how this draft's going to go. If uh, four quarterbacks are going, I'm like, all right, it's going to be quarterback heavy. If no quarterbacks are going, well, that changes things a little bit. But like I said, I think in uh, because it's a six points for a touchdown league, this is a super flex uh, where I think it's going to be a four flexes. No kickers, no defenses, four flexes here. Uh, the fact that I go at 11, 14, then don't go again until 35 forces me to take a quarterback in either 11 or 14. I have no choice. Uh, odds are it'll be 14, not 11, but we'll see how it goes there. At 11, uh, I expect it to be. I'm hoping some quarterbacks go so I get a decent running back, and then at 14, take my top quarterback. I'm on the turn, George. 12 oh, and 13. So you won't pick it hard by me. Yeah, so we got the same. Okay. It's good. In the slow I'm, okay, I'm okay with that in this kind of league. Nice. Yeah, same. I don't need to be up. I don't need to be picking up top. I don't need that. It's a long wait, though. If you're in, a, this is what you always say, folks, when you don't have a top pick. Okay, this is how you console yourself. That's ah, all right. That's right. We all want yeah. a top pick. 
I never get it. I never get close. I to think the top last I get year in all these leagues. I had a good year last year. I want to say I picked like eh, five or so. Um, and I remember I, I was thinking eight. of taking Andrew Rogers, Aaron Drew, Aaron Rogers. Andrew Rogers. How'd that work out for Andrew you? Andrew Rogers. I don't know who that is. Is that a person in sports? Andrew Rogers? <laughs> I have no a, idea. A pitcher at some point. I meant Aaron <laughs> Rogers. Uh, I have no idea who Andrew Rogers is, but, uh, Aaron Rodgers went, like, third. Michael Salfino took him, and I was thinking of taking him. And that really would have turned my season quite a bit in the opposite direction. As it turned out, the best pick I had in my whole draft is that I drafted James Conner. And he went in, like, I don't know, the 15th round or something like that. You know, like, people weren't drafting. You'd think a year ago, people weren't drafting James Conner. They just weren't. Oh, we didn't know Le'Veon in, Bell was going to pull his uh, dis- disappearing. In this routine. league, he got drafted because there's 22 roster spots. But in, in all your other leagues, he wasn't being drafted in July. Yeah, this is like said, this is an interesting league. Uh, it does have a couple of, uh, I guess, interesting scoring settings here. Imagine six points for a touchdown pass, which is odds. You get an, uh, an extra five points for every 300 yards passing. Uh, but running backs get an extra five points for every 50 yards. Same thing with raw receivers. So it's it's all weighted towards that. Uh, I don't know how that's going to change things. Receiving first downs and rushing first downs, he's giving a half point this year, not a full point. You know, last year it was a, a full point. This year he brought it down to a half point. Not not sure why he did that. So intriguing. I'm looking for receptions. It uh, Oh, it's half point for reception as well, not one. So technically, it's a half-point PPR with a bunch of other uh, points awarded for different things. And tight ends get an extra bump. They get an extra half-point for a reception and an extra half-point for a first down to try and bring tight ends up. Which, uh, if this wasn't a super flex, would make me almost certainly take Kelsey in the second round. But the fact that it is a super flex means I can't do that because I need a quarterback. And George did say in that in this league, six points for a passing touchdown, but it's minus four for a pick. And it's minus two if that gets returned for a touchdown. So if your quarterback throws a pick six, it's minus six points. And I think um, as well it should be. I'm trying to think of Matt Berry started. The, I remember this vividly. Matt Berry started the quarterback that ended up with a negative because uh, the guy threw like a pick six and had an awful day. I can't remember whose game that was last year. But Berry had the greatest game. rant last year. Did you see the, the Barry rant on the uh, the Monday night game? He yeah, needed, like, I think Niners a point or two. Right. That was for this league. Uh, runners, runners that was for backs. Scott yeah, it was the It was the – I mean, really, it was a great rant. Uh, I mean, and he's, he's, he was right to go on the rant, too, because he really did get screwed. He needed, like, one point, and he couldn't get it. Then uh, I think the one time he would have gotten the point, it was called back on a holding. It was It was a funny, funny rant. Yeah, yeah. It, it, he had – he got 10 yards and a first down out of the running back, and it got called back for a hold. So he went from he would have won to losing because of the holding penalty. I think it was Raheem Mostert, somebody like that. Like, uh, Yep, that's it, Mostert, Mostert, because they were making fun of it the yeah. whole time. Yep. Yep. Hey, so, you can look that up on YouTube and other things. It's a funny, funny rant. Really good stuff. So, okay, we got uh, – we're on to the Steelers now. We were on to Cincinnati. Now we're on to Pittsburgh. Steelers are at nine. Say, we, we ruined that. We could have we done that whole Bill Belichick thing on to Cincinnati, but uh, so we missed should've, that. Should have done it. Right, we're off of Cincinnati. We're on to Pittsburgh now. It's at nine. Their odds to win the division, as we said earlier, are plus 190, so just about two to one to make the playoffs. Looking for it now. 
plus 104. It's about even money. So there's decent expectations for the Steelers to make the playoffs, and we'll do them game by game, George, and then we'll get into the breakdown of them in general. Now, let's take a quick snapshot of this team and what they've done this offseason. To those that have been under a rock, they lost Antonio Brown in a trade what? to just dump him. Uh, also, Le'Veon Bell isn't coming back, which we knew. James Conner is, so that's good. James Washington is, so that's good. As is Juju Smith, also good. Ben Roethlisberger led the league in passing last year, mainly because of a massive increase in attempts, 675 attempts, which led the entire league. Um, I believe, let's make it short. Yeah, that is right. So they added Dante Moncrief as a veteran. They have James Washington there. They drafted Deontay Johnson uh, receiving core. Uh, the running back core is James Conner. We saw Jalen Samuels last year. They also drafted Benny Snell, who is a, a beast. You know, he's a sort of in-between-the-tackles kind of guy. Very productive running back at Kentucky. That offensive line, still intact for the most part. Al Villanueva, Ramon Foster, Marquise Pouncey, David DeCastro right now. They have Matt Filer filling in at right tackle. Vance McDonald is the tight end. There you go. Um before we get into their win-loss, give me the one guy whose opportunity you like this year. Is it Juju because he's the number one, or does that scare you? Oh, that scares me. I mean, once again, he going from being the number two, where you're facing the number two cornerback, no safety over the top, that you are the focus of the passing offense. And you better hope you all can live up to that. Especially if Mon- Moncrief, Washington, you know, Dante Johnson, if no one can step up at the number two and number three, it's going to be a lot of problems with JSS. Because once again, he's got to be that guy. He's going to be the number one cornerback on him each and every play. There will be a safety over the top at times to make sure he doesn't burn them. In my mind, at least the beginning of the year, until someone else steps up, it could be a slow going for Juju as teams are going to look to take him away and force Moncrief. Washington or Deontay Johnson to beat them. McDonald over the middle. Maybe he's the guy. You know, I don't think teams are going to be sold in the running game either with James Conner. They're not going to believe, well, he's not Le'Veon Bell, and he's not. So I think it'll be be tough going for for Juju. Uh, You mentioned earlier he's going as pretty much a low-end wide receiver one in fantasy, which I can't do. I just can't do. I think it's too risky for me. That means you're going to take him in the second round. I'll take Keenan Allen. You know, T.Y. Hilton, I'll take above, above him. Uh, I, I'm not going to be right now that. going six, according to Fantasy Pros, behind I, I think Julio that's and Odell in front of Antonio and Mike Evans. I think that's nuts. There's no way I'm taking him over, maybe above Evans, because he's another guy I can't just, and I don't know what's going to happen there with Winston. You know, if he gets replaced eventually because he's not getting it done again. But Evans is a boomer bus guy. Could have a huge year with Arians. Uh, you I like just, Antonio like said, more than Juju, though? Yeah, I think you have to. I think once again, I think the attempts will be there in Oakland. I just, uh, I just, Carr's just not Roethlisberger. But the attempts, he's going to get the ball. Juju, I mean, Ben, he may have to go other directions if Juju's not getting open against uh, that kind of coverage there. I think Juju's more of a, I think the talent is there, but I don't know if he's going to realize it in, in year one of being a number one. So I have no problem with anything you said. I just do, I do slightly disagree. I do think the talent is there. I think it's more of a volume situation that has Juju here. I think people think it's going to be, it's not maybe DeAndre Hopkins type volume, but I think there's going to be serious volume going his way. Um, I, I wouldn't have a problem with anybody picking Antonio Brown over him. 
or even, you know, like you said, there's it starts to get warts as you get towards the bottom of the wide receiver ones. You got Evans, which you said is nebulous. Keenan Allen is there, mega talented, gets hurt a lot. You got Thielen there, who there's always this weird tug and tug of war between the Thielen Diggs conversation because people are saying Diggs is more talented, but Thielen gets the volume, and you know he had nine 100 yard games to start the season last year. Uh, but Thielen is there. T.Y. Hilton, Amari Cooper, Stephon Diggs sort of rounds out the rest of those wide receiver ones. But um, it seems high when you first look at it for Juju. I just think there's an assumption that there'll be so much volume that he'll be good to go. So let's do – we can get into him a little bit further after this. Let's go game by game here. we got a few minutes left. They start out against New England. This is so painful. You're going to lose that at New England, Right. I, I really have. That's that's where I'm going. I don't think they are either. But I don't think uh, New England's is a great team this year. I don't. But I, I got to go same with you. They're you, so uh, good in home openers. It's absurd. Like their 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 record in openers is crazy, and their record in home openers, it's it's something absurd. It's like twelve and one in the. Belgium it's year. it's a Sunday night game this year, not the Thursday night game for those. Uh, who they go to New England should have automatically won, got the Thursday night game because of the Super Bowl. They moved it to Sunday for whatever reason because Goodell hates New England. Who's playing in the Thursday night game again? That's Chicago Green Bay. It sounds right. Is that what that is? It sounds right. The 100th Once against the 100th anniversary, 100th, 100th anniversary again. Yeah. 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 I was I kidding about the Goodell hating cares. New England thing. I just that everybody believes that. <laughs> I think everybody cares. Um, all right. Then the Steelers host Seattle. That's got to be a W. W. At San Fran, tough test. Not an easy game, right? No. Not a, not tough, an easy game here. But game. I'm, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna. I'm going with Pittsburgh. Okay. Hosting Cincinnati. Nice, this nice will not be spot. the one win for Cincinnati in the division. Monday night Steelers game. This is a crusher. Extra Steelers get an extra day to rest playing Cincinnati. Then the Steelers play Baltimore. You're probably. I think gonna they're gonna split, split with Baltimore, Baltimore on the right? year. So yeah. Oh, the only thing is that last game against Baltimore is on the road. Yeah. That's four and one. It's not that tough to start. I mean, a couple of good teams, though. But but to your point, like Seattle and San Francisco, we're giving them wins. But if they split those, that wouldn't shock me, right? So they could be three and two. But uh, not impossible. Then uh, this is not an easy one, but at least it's into the bye week. So they, they host Baltimore and then go to Los Angeles to play the Chargers. So I'm going to give them an L there. That's a tough game coming off of the Baltimore. Same here. By week. So I think that's a nicely placed bye week for them. Then they start against Miami. Thank you. Nice little scheduling soft blow there. It's a W. Uh, then they play Indy. They host Indy. Um, it, we gave them this Seattle really and San the Francisco. So then I'm going to give them a loss there. Then they play the Rams at home. I'll give them the split against the Rams and Colts. I'm going to go with you here as well, only because it's both at home here, although I think they could run into trouble here. But I'll, I'll, I'll agree with then, your logic there. A split. Then then at Cleveland, I'll give them the loss there. That's a, I'm going to give them a loss. At Cincinnati, that's helpful. Cincinnati's like nicely when, placed in the schedule. At Arizona. This is where they got to go on their run. At Cincinnati win. Cleveland, we always have to go into split, so this will be the win split. At Arizona, has to be a W. Buffalo, W. They finish two on the road, Jets and Baltimore. I'll say they split there. Split, right. So I think we have them the same, dude. 
That's 11 and 5. That's pretty good after losing the guys that they lost. We'll come back. We'll talk about Roethlisberger, Connor, Juju, and everybody else after this. From the NFL to the NBA, DailyRoto.com is the place to win millions in daily fantasy. You can get the best DFS NFL coverage all season long for a price of $129.99 or dominate the entire daily fantasy sports realm with the Elite Package at $59.99 per month. If you use the promo code FNTSY, you get 10% off your DailyRoto Package. Go to DailyRoto.com, pick your NFL or Elite Package, enter promo code FNTSY, and you'll be on your way to becoming the next Daily Roto Millionaire. Raced all through these three hours of the weekend fantasy update. Talked baseball in the first hour. Got deep into football in the AFC North. We're going to close it out here with Steelers and Ravens. But first, uh, over to George for some breaking news on the baseball front. All right, we saw Mike and I talked earlier about Byron Buxton and the Twins. How we thought they might, you know, maybe send him on a rehab stint or two. We also mentioned that they might bring him back right away because Eddie Rosario was placed on the IL. Well, they chose the latter. Buxton was activated uh, a little while ago, so he'll be uh, back for the uh, Twins here. Yankee Severino has suffered a setback here. Uh, apparently, now he's being shut down again. Uh, won't throw for another seven to ten days. Uh, let's face it; at this point, it's starting to look like a lost season real quick for the Yankees and Severino. We keep mentioning how the Yankees are. So they're looking for a starter. Frazier being the centerpiece of that tra- of those trades talks, and that's not going to change here. Uh, daily owners, and you know, whether you're playing DFS or your daily lineup leagues, let's remember that uh, not that you're dying to get him in your lineup anyways. He said maybe the biggest disappointment in fantasy this year, Jose Ramirez on the paternity list, not expected to play this weekend. For Cleveland, we mentioned earlier, Ozuno on the IL. Uh, Cole Hamels also on the IL. Andrew Benatendi back in the lineup today for the Boston Red Sox. He had tired legs. Tired legs, Mike. Do you ever have tired legs? And Carlos Gonzalez has been DFA'd by the Chicago Cubs. Who? Carlos Gonzalez. Cargo. Oh, yeah. Cargo. Just a couple of years ago, he was a monster in Colorado. But in any event, uh, Cargo DFA'd and back to what we're talking about with the Steelers. So Roethlisberger coming in at the number 15 QB. That seems light to me. Uh, Right behind Kyler, Phillip Rivers, and Tom Brady. Right in front of Jameis, Trubisky, and Dak. I've seen a lot of Jameis love, so to see that his ADP depressed here on Fantasy Pros is a little surprising to me. But Roethlisberger at 15, I think, is just another example, George, of like, you can just wait and get a guy that's going to throw 30 touchdowns. Mike, it's why I I say it all the time. All leagues should be super flex leagues. Quarterback is so deep. You mentioned uh, Rollisburg going in the teens. It's ridiculous. Jared Goff is not considered a QB. Phil Rivers is not considered a QB one. Phil Rivers. They might go yeah, to the Super Bowl. It goes on and on and on. It, it goes on and on. Goff. These are guys. I'm looking at ESPN's list here. Guys who are ranked thir- after thirteen, after twelve. So not QB ones. Goff, Murray, Brady, Trubisky, Rivers, Winston, Jackson, Cousins, Garoppolo. Everybody's hiring Garoppolo last year. Remember that? Derek Carr. These guys could all have nice seasons. All. Have nice fantasy seasons. All leagues should be a super flex. It makes it more interesting. Then there's no more of this talk about waiting for quarterbacks forever. It becomes more strategic, way, more I, fun. That, 
I'm not. I don't think I'm being hypocritical by having just taken Matt Ryan about 15 minutes ago. Matt Ryan, given the potential bounce back that they could have this year, he could be one of the elite QBs again. He was last year in fantasy, but he has the opportunity given this offense if they scale up and get healthy again. Like Matt Ryan could be looking at you know 35, 40 touchdowns. That's why I can take a little bit of an early call on him when I don't have a difference maker at RB or wide receiver. Makes sense. Uh, listen, I think for me, like I said, I like to wait on a quarterback, but there are two instances I will take one early. One, when quarterback uh, slips. Pat Mahomes is probably going around round three. If he's there at the end of round four, round five, all right, he slipped. The value is there now. I could uh, go out and grab him. Uh, and the other one is just what we talked about. In your situation, there was just nobody that stood out for me. Well, oh, got to grab this guy. You know, and you went five picks later, I can grab that guy anyway. You know, I'll grab one of the two. You mentioned Edo Smith and Sterling Shepard, which I, I have no problem grabbing either one. So uh, I'll get one of them. I imagine you will, too. That One of them will be available yeah. there in round eight. You know, so I had no uh, no problems with that. None at all. I don't want to do it, mind you. But if no one's sticking out to you, if no one's, you know, that, that flashing, draft me, draft me, draft me. If I don't believe it, there's nothing there I like, then I'll grab the, what I consider the best player available, which in your case was the quarterback. And I think in most leagues it will be. And that was Matt Ryan, who I also believe has a big year. So back to the Steelers, James Conner, because we, we're going to leave about 10 minutes for the Ravens. James Conner at number eight, right behind Le'Veon Bell and David Johnson, right in front of Gurley and Mixon. That's all a pretty close group to me. Um, I think if Conner goes the eighth running back off the board, I'm not going to argue it. I think he's. He, it's okay to have some concern about Jalen Samuels and Benny Snell taking some carries, but still have an expectation that James Conner is going to touch the ball 250 times, which is good enough to get you RB1 status. Sure. I think there's some worried about the workload there. I mean, I did get hurt last year in his full time as a starter as well. So I think it concerns somewhat, you know, and I, and I, I completely understand that. But I think about where he's going. That's when the war running back warts begin. You're still very good running backs, but you're worried here. You know, uh, who's going to uh, be that breakout guy? Will it be Connor again? Is Gurley maybe not hurt with the arthritis as bad as we think? Joe Mixon, we already mentioned, law, has the loss of uh, uh, one offensive lineman, Jonah Williams, Fournette, Chubb, Freeman. These guys all have warts at this point, sort of picking the year guy that you that you believe in, that you have personal choice in. So I think having Connor at number eight, which is sort of where the second tier starts, or maybe the third tier. You want to put Barkley, Elliott, McCaffrey, Kamara in their own tier, Bell, Gordon, Johnson in a tier, and you want to start your third tier at Connor. I'm good with that. Uh, okay, uh, wide receivers real quick. James Washington, the 43rd wide receiver off the board. Uh, I have no problem if James Washington is my fourth wide receiver because there's so much upside potentially that he's a bench guy right now, depending on the size of the league. Scott Fishbowl, he's playing. But um, in a place where you're starting two or three wide receivers, James Washington's a I think that value is too low for him because he could get slotted into a really significant role. It, it's important to discuss him in tandem with Dante Moncrief, who's going 58th, because there are some that think that Moncrief is going to walk in here, veteran presence, and take that job. I think they're motivated to get James Washington on the same page. He struggled as a rookie to really get even be able to get out there and run routes. But I'm going to have enough confidence in him. The Steelers have worked well with their wide receivers. I say Washington takes a leap in week two, and that's a good value at 43. Moncrief at 58, fourth, fifth wide receiver. Go for it. I'm good with you. I agree. I have no problem having either one as a wide receiver four. Okay. So um, 
I, I think James Washington plays himself into wide receiver three territory. That's that's what I'll say. That's my that's my thought process. So there's some value there. Uh, if you're taking him as your wide receiver three, it's okay. You've got a little bit of risk there because he's got to do it. He hasn't done it on the field yet, but uh, I'm projecting that he will uh, be in the mix there. So let's go to the Ravens. Uh, we'll go game by game with them. Let me set you up with what their numbers are. The Ravens to make the playoffs. Where are we? They're plus 174 to make the playoffs. So Vegas not in on them yet. I think I said it's eight and a half earlier for them. And for them to win the division is plus 270. So uh, they're third in line in that division. So let's go game by game for the Ravens here, George. And then we can talk about the players individually. we got like nine minutes to go. So they start out. We do this. GK, win-loss, MB, win-loss. Okay, they start out at Miami. Yeah, they got a nice uh, soft start to that schedule here. It might be hot. They're still going to win the game. (laughs) I'll give them the win. Uh, Arizona. Wow. That's crazy. Two of the worst teams they start out at. So two and up. Right. They got they got a nice soft start. Then it changes. At Kansas City, tough Lost. place to play. I, they they probably should have won last year in Kansas City, but I don't think that happens again. Uh, that was uh, like, on that crazy throw by uh, Pat Mahomes. They host the Browns. You want to give them a split against the Browns? I'm going to give them a split against the Browns, and I'm going to give them a split against Pittsburgh. Okay. They at Pittsburgh, so that's the loss. And the Bengals, are you going to give them two wins against the Bengals? They'll they'll sweep Cincinnati. I'm with you so far. At Seattle, loss. This is where it gets a little rough here. At Seattle, New England, Cincinnati. I mean, wow, this is a uh, this is a problem. They they better not lose any of these games where they should, they have to win here, because you're at Seattle, loss. Then the bye week. Then New England. New England, Sunday night game at home after the bye week. You get that extra week. I can't see Belichick losing to uh, Lamar Jackson. I, oh, man, Baltimore always plays New England tough, especially at home. Oh, I so much want to give a win to Baltimore here. I really do, but I'm going to go New England. Um, they do play them tough. I, I just think Belichick against a younger QB in a high-profile That's game. That's where I'm going That's to. That's a tough one for Lamar. At Cincinnati, you have that win. You already said a win. Yeah. Um, Houston. No. Uh, I t- I'm going to go with the Texans here. At Los Angeles. Los Angeles. Rams, sorry. At the Rams. Yeah. At, uh, you got that. At the Rams, the Rams, still Los okay. Angeles. So hosting the Niners, you give them a win here. I'm going to give him a win here. They're not going to lose three straight, so I'll give him a W here. Hosting the Niners. Uh, we just did this, didn't we? The Niners? Did we give him a win? Yeah, we okay. did. We did the Niners. Lost to the uh, Rams, so. winning against the Niners. Okay. At Buffalo. It's not an easy game. I don't think it's an easy game. I don't think it's an easy game at all. they got the Jets the week after this. I think these are, this is probably a split with Buffalo and with Jets here. And then they're gonna, in the last two games, Cleveland and Pittsburgh, we already did these, that they'll lose the at, at they'll, uh, yeah, that's about right. I think they're going to, uh, start, I don't that's think it's right a great, uh, I think the it's, numbers eight and I think it's slightly above average. Yeah, I'm not touching the over-under. 
I th- I think this is a team that I would avoid. They're well coached. They have some talent on the team. I don't like the look of the offense personally. I think it's too old school. Lamar's got to Lamar's just got to take a huge leap in throwing the ball. And they're still cooking. That happens. They're He's still really cooking. You have to see the. You have to see how. Yeah, and maybe it does happen. Maybe it does. Maybe it's a slow progress. The receivers are all new. It's so much. This is a complete work in progress. They're hell. The running backs new. And Mark Ingram, too much needs to go yeah. right for this team to really get to, to 9-10 wins here. I think they're heading on the right track, mind you, but I think it's going to be slow. So I think the 8.5 is right. I think 8 really comes in here, but uh, I'm not, I wouldn't excellent. touch it as far as over-under. It's an excellent offensive line. Really good. They nailed it with Ronnie Stanley. He's like their new John Ogden. I'm not saying he's at that level of player, but they've got somebody slotted in a left tackle for a long period of time. Marshall Yonda is there. Orlando Brown, who was crushed during the pre-draft process, ended up being a capable right tackle. Alex Lewis is there. They got solid. They got a bunch of tight end weapons. They drafted two guys last year last year in Hayden Hurst and Mark Andrews. So they got tight ends on the move. So as you said, they are building in the right direction, but enti- almost an entirely new Sneed was there, but you know they lost Crabtree and John Brown. Not that they were terribly productive last year, but uh, you know it's new faces and trying to get this all to come together. I think the running game's fine. I think they do run the ball a lot. They ran it the most in the league last year. I say they're top three this year with Seattle, and maybe even Cincinnati gets up there. Although they probably don't turn over the number of plays necessary for that. So I think you're. I think you're right. They're headed in the right direction now. The defense. What's interesting is they've lost some of the more famous names that we've become familiar with over the years, right? And Eric Weddle is gone now, and Terrell Suggs is gone now, so they lose some veteran leadership. They just had to. They had to stop paying some of the older defenders. It's what worried me about that team last year. I was surprised they made the playoffs, but they got on a good run with Jackson. Anyway, Earl Thomas comes over, so they are paying another veteran to come in to provide veteran leadership. They trade Thomas out for Weddle or the other way around. Um, I just don't know that defense is going to be as dominant as it has been in, in years past. I think they've slipped a little bit, and I think it's just a, a pretty good defense. They're well coached, so they'll play well, but it's not going to dominate like it used to. No, I agree with you. I agree. I think it's a, all valid points there. I think it's just, a, I mean, listen, they are a very well coached team. Defense is going to be good. Uh, so it has to be. If not, they're in a lot of trouble because I don't think the offense is going to be offense scores a lot of points here. And you can see the way they're building here, right? Run, run, run. Eat the clock, eat the clock, eat the clock. Keep, keep, right. keep the defense off the field. Keep, keep the defense fresh. It's what they're going to do. This is not going to be a team that throws the ball up and down the field. If they're forced to do that, they're in a lot of trouble. Things did not work out as planned here. So uh, I do think they're heading in the right direction, Mike. I truly do. But I think it's going to be a slow, slow cook. A slow cook. Everything has to come together for this team, and that takes time. And it's a tough division. Cincinnati's terrible, but the Steelers are good. And we think Cleveland's going to be good. So it's a, it's a tough division. I don't see them making the playoffs this year. So QB2, Lamar Jackson coming in at 19. We went through this exercise a couple of weeks ago where Lamar might put up 800 yards rushing and six to eight touchdowns. So he's providing a really high floor every week. So as your QB2, you comfortable with that? Yes, yes, I am. You do simple simple math here. Let's give him, 
you know, 60 yards rushing a game is incredible. That's almost 1,000 yards. So he's not going to get yeah. that. But he can get 50. That's five points. He rushes in one touchdown every other week. It's eight rushing touchdowns on the year. So that's three, uh, three points on average, eight. Throws for 175. That's another seven. It's 15. He throws a touchdown, which is only asking for, uh, tw- what, 16 touchdowns a year. Well, now you're at 19 points, and he's done nothing. Yeah. 50 yards rushing, 170 yards passing. Uh, right, for your QB2. Right, One uh, touchdown, which is nine, uh, 16 on the year, and a half a rushing touchdown. That's all you're giving him. 19 points right there for your QB2. I, think in your, I will take that I in think every it, league. Yeah, I think in your super flex league, Lamar goes higher than this for, for that reason. I think people will be looking Agreed. for maybe a safety net if they go risky-er in the first but if you end up with like a Pat Mahomes, Lamar Jackson kind of thing, if you like if you got aggressive, that would be a pretty interesting strategy. You know, if Lamar the 15th quarterback off the board and you took Mahomes first or something like that or luck. Uh, that would be a nice duo. Uh, running backs, we're probably going to run light on time here, so I'll just get to to Mark Ingram who's the 22nd running back off the board in standard. Let me bring that to PPR cuz it keeps resetting on me. Uh, so your thoughts about picking Mark Ingram the 23rd running back off the board, uh, right behind Sony Michelle and Philip Lindsay, right in front of David Montgomery and Kenyon Drake. Yeah, he's a low-end running back two here. I mean, I'd probably bump him up a little bit to maybe a mid-range running back two, but what you're worried about is Lamar Jackson stealing the touchdowns, right, right. on his design roll- rollouts. So that, that's why he drops a little bit because of that reason. Mark Ingram's lived his entire football life from people taking touchdowns from him in the NFL. It's a very <laughs> odd existence. Including, including Sean Payton. That's right. He was the biggest. He was the biggest scoundrel of them all. Uh, I'll just pull you out. You, Peyton looks for reasons. Ninety to yards down the field, but uh, we'll take you out here and put somebody else in. Uh, put Zach Line in or whoever the hell the fullback was that week. So, uh, all right. I think Peyton so, was playing for his own fantasy team. He, was, he kept going up against Ingram. <laughs> uh, all right, Sneed. You and I used to be fans of Willie Sneed. Uh, he's the ninetieth running back off off the board, uh, wide receiver off the board. Marquise Brown. Yeah. Nothing here at the wide receiver position. John Brown, A.J. Brown, 73rd. Uh, Marquise Brown, 59th. So you're just taking late cracks at it. So thanks for listening. I know we got to the finish line talking about the Ravens on the behalf of George Kurtz and Sean Engel. Thanks for listening to Weekend Fantasy Update.